are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today is Friday, November 5th, 2021. And I know yesterday I uh, I said that it was actually Wednesday when it was Thursday, but, uh, you know, sometimes just slip of the mind. But uh, I am your host, Ty Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon. We talk about the Mariners even more on there. And also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you are interested. And today on Locked On Mariners, it is Fan Fiction Friday. If you're new to the show, basically we take your trade ideas that you send in via email or Twitter and we read them on air, react to them and grade them. So that's what we'll be doing today. And we grade them on the 2080 scale, which is mostly used for prospect scouting. But that's how we're going to be doing it today. And uh, I feel like I've kind of skipped over that part in explaining how that grading scale works. Uh, But obviously 80 is better and 20 is not so good. But that's how we grade these trades on Lockdown Mariners. And if you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So earlier in the week and actually before we get into the um, trades, uh, I actually want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Jenny, who emailed us all the way out from Japan and gave us some really kind words and uh, also sent us some pretty great information about Seiya Suzuki and Yusei Kikuchi and uh, some of the players and some of the happenings in baseball over over in Japan. Uh, that was a uh, lot of fun to read, and we greatly appreciate uh, that that really kind message and really informative message that you, uh, you sent us, Jenny, if you're listening. Uh, but let's get into these trades, starting with the ones that were submitted via email, because that was actually earlier on in the week. Got one here from uh, Joiner JJ. Um, who uh, has a three-team deal. Actually, never mind. That one was already read on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over here to Aiden instead, who has a three-team deal with the Mariners, Rockies, and Royals, with the Mariners acquiring second baseman slash shortstop Coco Montez and right-handed pitcher Ryan Feltner, with Evan White and Nicky Lopez going to the Rockies. And the Royals getting CJ Crone, the first baseman. Um, not really sure what this uh, does for the Mariners, and the Rockies are definitely not going to give get Nicky Lopez out of this deal for just CJ Crone. The Royals aren't going to trade Nicky Lopez for C- for just CJ Crone. Uh, but what's your reaction to this trade, Colby? Yeah, I don't see what's in it really for uh, the Mariners or the Kansas Royals. City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mariners is basically a salary dump. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't know much about Montez or, uh, or, uh, Feltner, but I don't think either of those guys are really going to help you that much, um, in 2022. And I mean, not that Evan White is going to help you much, but, uh, yeah, it's just, 
I, d- I don't understand the, the purpose of it from the Mariners. Evan White's only making $1.4 million. Uh, you can absorb that pretty easily. So you're not going to trade him for nothing because you still think there's something there. At least the Mariners do. Um, mm-hmm. And as for the, the rock or the uh, Royals, the Royals want Nicky Lopez. They, he's there. He's part of their future. So they're not going to trade him for CJ yep. Crone, especially not when they have Carlos Santana um, still in there. And, and also Ryan O'Hearn and, and some other guys who could play first. So, um, mm-hmm. three team deals are always, uh, are always something interesting. Um, but I just, I don't see this benefiting any team except for Colorado and yeah, that's just, it's not going to help. So no, Yeah. by the way, I did not know Ryan Feltner actually made his major league debut this year. So there we go. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, unfortunately, Aiden, uh, I just, I don't really see it. Uh, not from the Mariners' perspective, not from the Royals' perspective. I'm interested to know: Are you a Rockies fan by chance? Because this does heavily favor the Rockies. Um, even even though with all Evan White's concerns, I mean, getting Nicky Lopez out of this deal is a huge swing compared to what the other teams are getting. Uh, so I'm gonna be uh, unfortunately given this trade probably a 25. <laughs> for being quite honest, I'm yeah, sorry. I think- I think if the Rockies want Nicky Lopez, they'd have to give up like Brendan Rogers or Ryan McKay. And even then, I don't know if they would do that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense for two of the three teams. Um, well, I mean, like if the Mariners are convinced that Evan White is just bad, which I'm, I don't think they are convinced of that, then sure, you get mm-hmm. a couple of guys, a potential reliever and, and some middle infield depth that you don't really have in your org. So I guess it, it could make sense for the Mariners if you buy that. Evan White is just done, um, but it just it doesn't make any sense for the Royals to do this deal. All right, so we got three trades here from Thomas. So we're going to quickly go through all of these here. He has uh, George Kirby, Kyle Lewis, Noel V. Marte, and uh, Tyler Anderson, who's a free agent, so that does not count. Here to uh, Cleveland for Jose Ramirez. Quick reaction to that one, Colby. I think that gets the conversation started. Uh, Kirby, Kirby Lewis Marte. and Marte, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think the Mariners are going to trade George Kirby. I think they probably think he's their best okay. pitching prospect. Um, Hancock, Lewis, Marte uh, probably is something that they would do. I, I don't know if they would do Kirby, Lewis, and Marte, but it's it's a good it's a good trade. It's a good starting point. Definitely starts the mm-hmm, conversation for sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, I'll give that one like a fifty or fifty-five on that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, but that, uh, you know, and that's good on you, Thomas, by the way, for kind of understanding what it is actually going to take for Jose Ramirez. This is one of the more realistic trade proposals, aside from the Anderson inclusion, of course, um, that I've seen for, for, you know, for the Mariners and, and getting Jose Ramirez. So, uh, we have another one here, Tom Murphy, Dylan Moore, and Brandon Williamson to the Cubs for Wilson Contreras. So basically it's. Brandon Williamson to the Cubs for Wilson Contreras. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I think the Cubs would probably strongly consider that. Um, I mm-hmm. wouldn't do it if I were the Mariners just because I, I, I like Williamson and it's just one year of Contreras. Um, mm-hmm. But if the Mariners did do it, I would be like, okay, like I understand it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be a pretty good deal for the Cubs. And if you're the Mariners, you certainly get it because now you have your catcher. Um, so, yeah, not not too bad. Yeah, uh, the Cubs get a stopgap catcher and Murphy, who's controllable a little bit. 
mm-hmm. has obviously quite a good deal of major league experience. Dylan Moore is a fine utility player, especially for a team like the Cubs. So that makes sense. Uh, and Williamson's a really good prospect. I'll give this one probably a 55 or a 60 uh, because I think this would get it done. It just um, for the Mariners partic- in particular, you might be able to get Contreras for less than Williamson. So I would explore that first. But overall, good deal. Uh, all right, last trade here from Thomas is uh, Zach Deloach, Emerson Hancock, Taylor Trammell, or Matt Brash. So either Trammell or Brash to the Twins for Byron Buxton. Man, this is a lot for a guy that is constantly been injured, has really only recently figured it out at the plate, and only has one year left on his contract. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really great return for the Twins. They would absolutely accept that, I would assume. <laughs> they should. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big Buxton fan. Um, anybody who's listened to CTZ knows that. Um, and I would, I put out what I thought was a pretty aggressive offer on him a few days ago of Hancock and Trammell. Um, and I thought that mm-hmm. was, that, that would get it done. So adding Deloach and Brash or, or, you know, I guess adding Deloach, like it's, it's a little too much, uh, for just one year of Buxton and, guy who's only played over 100 games once um but i i you know i understand why you would want to be aggressive mm-hmm. on trying to acquire buxton because if he's healthy if you can actually get him for 140 games you might have just acquired an mvp candidate even if it is only for one year so um mm-hmm. i i get the desire for him it's just this this feels a tad bit too much all right so we got another trade here from travis who has the Mariners getting both Austin Hayes and John Means from the Orioles in return for Zach DeLoach, Emerson Hancock, Dylan Moore, and Drew Steckenrider. What's your reaction to this one, Colby? The Orioles aren't trading Austin Hayes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're going to trade John Means. Um, I think teams will ask. And, you know, it's possible they do. But Baltimore, I feel like, is a year kind of behind Seattle. I, I think they're they're kind of hoping to I don't think they're going to add much this winter, but I think they're also not going to subtract much. So I think they're going to try and look and see if they can build around means and, and Mullins and, and Hayes Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe even Mancini. I think they're going to look to, to Mount Castle. Yeah. Adley Rutschman soon. I think they're going to look to, to Mm -hmm. have that core play a lot next year and see where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't see them moving Hayes. Um, Especially not for if more Steckenrider. Like, I mean, it's just you, you need to add more because you have to convince the Orioles that whatever you're giving them is more likely to be a part of their core in the next few years than John Means and Austin Hayes. So um, yeah. it's, it's too light. Yeah, I see the John Means situation kind of in the same light as Whit Merrifield, uh, yeah. where it's a mediocre to bad team overvaluing it's very few legitimate assets um you know how the royals asked for one of the mariners top five prospects for a good not great with merrifield um and you know the same thing about john means is he's a middle of the rotation pitcher he's not a ace he's not a he's not even a number two at best he's probably a number three and uh, that's just not worth really you know in the in the in, in all reality, it's just not worth 
that kind of return that they're probably going to ask, which is probably someone like Noel V. Marte, Emerson Hancock, George Kirby, et cetera. That's probably what the Orioles are going to start with. Then you add Austin Hayes on top of that. I just, that's way too rich for my blood uh, with both of those guys. Um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, would, not that they're bad you, players. They would no. certainly help. They would certainly make the Mariners better, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go overpay with a bad team for players that are only going to move the needle so much. It's, I mean, it's like, would you, would you trade Julio Rodriguez for Marco Gonzalez? No, no. And that's pretty much how the Orioles are going to treat John means. Maybe we're Mm -hmm. wrong. um, But I think he's got three years of club control left. Baltimore, I think wants to be competitive uh, sometime in 2023. And so, the guys well, who and also are, the pitching market is going to be ridiculous yes. this offseason, whether it's the trade or free agent market. Mm-hmm. Very so expensive. you so. got to factor that in as well, along with the Orioles overvaluing their few assets Agreed. that they have. So, yeah. So we're going to look at more trades uh, this time coming from Twitter in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats and plenty of them to go around. But maybe you want a yummy dessert, one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. Well, now is the perfect time to try Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it for once. One slice of pie has an upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end if you're lucky. Meanwhile, most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. There are lots of good flavors to replace any pie or any other unhealthy, fattening, gross dessert. Low calories, low carbs, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. And if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward, I promise you. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't even tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors are arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And of course, there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, we're going to continue with these trade proposals from you guys, starting with Eli Sellers on Twitter, who has a Brian Reynolds trade proposal with the Pirates, and it is a pretty big one the Mariners of course received Brian Reynolds five and a half win outfielder last year by fan standards still young still controllable and uh, the Pirates received Noel V. Marte Emerson Hancock Zach Deloach and Edwin Arroyo the Mariners second round pick in uh, this year's draft what's your reaction to this one Colby and do you think this is enough to get the conversation going with with the Pirates for Brian Reynolds, who, of course, was reported to have asked for Julio Rodriguez earlier this year. Uh, no. 
I, I don't. I think it should mm. be. But yeah, I I think Pittsburgh is is going to be a little unrealistic with with Reynolds, and it makes sense, right? I mean, he's not making any money yet. Right. Um, he's an all star, mm. uh, and they they should ask for Julio. They absolutely should. They should ask for Julio. They should ask for Kelnick. They should ask for Gilbert. Um, you know, they should ask for one of the Mariners' very best, and and uh, Seattle's going to say no to all of that. And so you kind of start looking at the second tier guys, and that it those are guys like. Uh, you know, Hancock and Marte. Um, but is Pittsburgh going to take that? I, I don't know. I just, if, if Reynolds was making a little more money, probably because Pittsburgh is cheap, like notoriously mm-hmm. cheap. But is it, is this enough to, to make, you know, Pittsburgh consider an offer that doesn't include Julio? I don't think so. And I, it's not because it's a bad offer. It's just because I think Pittsburgh is, is only trading Reynolds if it gets, you know, the moon in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And this kind of ties into the conversation that we had about the Orioles and hanging on to their, you know, few assets that they have. I mean, the pirates are even in, are in an even worse position than the Orioles are really. Brian Reynolds is their big chip along with Brian Hayes. Of course, they have a pretty decent farm, but um, you know, and they got some young players that are coming up to the major league level that are interesting, but, um yeah Reynolds is you know uh top, he was a top 10 hitter in baseball this year um like you said not making any money yet still under three years of club control I believe and um he they're just gonna ask for something astronomical and I just I don't think that they're going to move off of him for anything less than Julio Rodriguez or Jared Kelnick and uh right. and I think at that point for the Mariners I mean, it's up to you because really, you know, you're kind of hoping that either Kelnick or Rodriguez and Kelnick more so becomes Brian Reynolds. Yeah. But you got to add on top of that as well. You know, you're not just going to be able to get Brian Reynolds one for one for Kelnick or Rodriguez. There's going to have to be something pretty nice added on top of that. So you have to factor that in as well. And at that point, I don't know, the, 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 Costs might be a little too rich for Jerry DePoto's blood, but you know, it's certainly a way to be aggressive and, and Reynolds is, um, you know, one of the better players in baseball now who still seems to be kind of on an upward trend here. So, you know, if, if you feel that it's necessary, necessary to get that done and, and that's how you want to build your roster, then so be it. Because I mean, again, the thing with even guys like Julio Rodriguez who seem like they're going to be superstars, you never know. You never know. So might want to go for the sure thing, but that's that's going to be expensive. That's going to be pricey. So uh, I'm going to give this deal because it doesn't have Julio or Kelnick, and I really think that's the only way that they're going to get a Brian Reynolds trade done. I'm going to give this one a 45. What about you? I'd uh, probably give it like a 52. Like, I think the valuation okay. is about right. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of would Pittsburgh pull the trigger on it? I doubt it. One other thing to keep in mind, Pittsburgh did draft Henry Davis at 1-1, and Davis is probably going to be in the big leagues within a year and mm-hmm. a half. So that doesn't really suggest, you know, a, a team that uh, thinks that it's five years away. So sure. we'll see. But, yeah. All right. So we got a, um, a trade here from one of our uh, – pretty active listeners who interacts with us here on fan fiction Friday and also mailbag Monday. And that's uh Roshan Bratt 
who uh, has another Orioles trade with the Mariners. And by the way, I don't believe that we ended up grading uh, Travis's trade for uh, John Means and Austin Hayes. Do you want to slap a grade on that real quick? 35, 40. Yeah, probably about there. Yeah, just because it's just so low what the uh, below what the Orioles are probably going to ask, which is more ridiculous on the side of the Orioles side of things than anything, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Roshan also has a uh, John Means trade here and also has Trey Mancini in this deal with the Orioles receiving Emerson Hancock and Levi Stout. And he, and he adds that you might have to add Jake Fraley or Taylor Trammell in this deal as well. So we'll look at it as Hancock, Stout, and Fraley or Trammell. What do you think about this deal from uh, Roshan? Uh, same problem. I, I don't see them mm-hmm. uh, trading John Means for anything less than elite. Uh, prospect in return uh mm-hmm. and i mean mancini might be made available but i think there's still value to mancini in baltimore um you know mm-hmm. kind of the, the 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 leadership and also the the overcoming adversity that he did it just it's hard to see mm-hmm. him trade mancini and it's not like mancini's blocking anybody really um in that organization so uh, mancini could be made available uh, I, I could see that. I'm not saying that he won't be traded. I just don't think he'll be traded with John Means, um, and it wouldn't be mm-hmm. for that package. It, it's. It, yeah. I think if the Mariners want those two, the Orioles are going to ask for Kirby. They're going to ask right. for, you know, Hancock or, or Gilbert. Uh, probably not. And, even Hancock, and while probably. Means and, and while Means and Mancini help, uh, the Mariners' answer there should be no. <laughs> they should immediately hang up the phone at that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, grade for that one, Colby. Same thing. Thirty-five, forty. I, I, I think you guys mm-hmm. are probably properly or pretty closely, properly, uh, grading John Means what he's worth. Um, I just mm-hmm. don't think the Orioles agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got a couple more trades to go over in just a moment but real quick a reminder this episode of locked on mariners is also brought to you by betonline.ag we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Three more trades to go here. We're going to start with Jackson underscore PNW on Twitter. And uh, Jackson. Uh, proposal here has the Mariners getting Tony Kemp, the second baseman slash the left fielder from the A's for Jake Fraley and Isaiah Campbell. I think this is pretty fair compensation. I do like Kemp. He's obviously not my first, second, or even third choice for left field or uh, second base, but as a fourth outfielder slash, you know, kind of utility ish type, really, he can only play those two positions for the most part. He's not really a true leadoff guy. We've talked about him before, but um, yeah, I mean, the the ceiling is kind of capped with him. Uh, He 
kind of overachieved this year. So not super excited about Tony Kemp overall, but uh, what do you think about this deal? I think it's, I think it's pretty fair. Um, I feel pretty confident that Oakland is, is going to sell and, and anybody who's making money uh, is probably available. Uh, Kemp's not going to make a lot of money and, and Oakland still does have to, you know, put a team out there. Uh, so I, I don't think they're desperate to trade Tony Kemp, but they get Jake Fraley, who's, you know, I mean, fourth outfielder, very, I mean, it's, he's, he, Fraley seems like an Oakland A uh, at the plate. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty fair. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge Tony Kemp guy, though. So I would like to do a little bit better, but you could definitely see the value of, of Tony Kemp uh, in this, in this lineup and Campbell, I still really like, but he hasn't thrown a professional pitch yet or he hasn't in a while. So it's, it's kind of tough to have much value in that right now. So I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So I'll give that one like a 60, 65, honestly, might even go higher because I think that compensation is spot on. I think it's realistic. I think it's creative enough. Um, It's, it's a 50 because it's, it's still only Tony, Tony Kemp. <laughs> okay, sure. I was <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to give someone a high score finally for once. I feel like we're always like, yeah, it's a 45 to 50. 50 That's mostly you, most. by the way. As I know, everybody, I know. As everybody knows, I am the optimistic one. So, Of course, of course. Yes. As you always are. Well established. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Eli Sellers has another deal. Uh, to propose Kyle Lewis for Chris Paddock and Victor Carantini. So Paddock, the uh, right-handed pitcher from the Padres with a quite a bit of upside, still hasn't really reached the ceiling dealing with a elbow issue and Caratini, a solid catcher. Um, what do you think about this deal? Eh, um, I don't think it's enough from the Mariners side of things, even though that Paddock, like I said, hasn't reached the ceiling. There's obviously the elbow concerns. I mean, Kyle Lewis I mean, hardly played this year. I guess I guess the real concern for the Mariners is that Paddock actually has reached his ceiling, um, which, which would not be That's great. That's true, too. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, you know, you and I both think that Paddock has another gear. Um, my question is, is why would the Padres want Kyle Lewis? I just, like, aren't they going to aim for something higher if they're going to add an outfielder? Um because they're still they still have World Series aspirations next year. I mean, mm. they kind of can't not have it if that makes sense. Um, they're they're, they're sure. all in on this window, so it just doesn't really make sense to me that they would trust Kyle Lewis. Uh, and I think they can get more for Paddock and Carantini because the the catcher class this year pretty weak, and the starting pitching class this year also pretty weak. And there are a bunch of teams that need those positions, so I think they could do yep. better for both. Um, but uh, I, I do give it high marks for creativity. That's certainly a, a fun, uh, you know, kind of not necessarily failed prospect for failed prospect, but it's a, it's a, you know, um, my un- guys with high ceilings that right. are just like, you don't, you don't know. <laughs> right. You, you've seen flashes and there's a lot of good there, but then you're also have a lot of questions about if you'll ever see it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I'm going to give this trade probably a 50. Yeah. Right there in the middle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, last trade here from Daisy Dingo at Daisy underscore Dingo. Mariners received Madison Bumgarner, Carson Kelly, and Ketel Marte from the Diamondbacks for Emerson Hancock, Kyle Lewis, Caden Polkovich, and Connor Phillips. As uh, Daisy Dingo here mentions, though, uh, Bumgarner does have a no trade clause. He's also making $17 million AAV uh, through the 2024 season. Uh, so that's not super ideal, but you would be obviously taking on the money here. And that does help in theory with compensation. Um, but this is a lot that the Mariners are both giving up and also getting in return. And yet it's not enough. Um, yeah. Carson Kelly <laughs> might be the best catcher in baseball. Uh, he's, he's certainly up there. He can hit, he's a good defender. Um, and Cattell Marte is obviously, you know, when healthy, he's one of the better players in baseball too. So, uh, two all-stars, Madison Bumgarner making all that money would lower their value some, um, but I don't think it lowers it enough to be in the Hancock, Lewis, Polkovich, Phillips thing. I think if you want, if you want Kelly and Marte, you're you're talking Julio, you're talking Kelnick, you're talking Gilbert or or Kirby. Um, I just have a hard time seeing Arizona trade those two guys, even with Bumgarner's contract for, uh, you know, anything less than elite elite prospects or mm. you know elite young major leaguers yeah and madison uh, i'm not was actually okay this year too yeah he was he was pretty solid um obviously had the no hitter that didn't count for whatever reason just because it was in seven innings instead of nine stupid it's BS. um yeah um but yeah i i'm not as high on on Kelly, as you are, uh, I think he's really good. But, um, yeah, I just uh, this is not going to get it done. Um, the Diamondbacks have really no reason to trade either one of these guys. They're under control. Um, and the Diamondbacks are one of those teams that they should rebuild, but they won't. Yeah, they should rebuild, but they don't. <laughs> they won't, uh, rather. So, yeah, I just I, I don't know if if they would even really entertain that if that would even be really a good first step um they're gonna ask for although, Leo, Kelnick, oh, yeah. etc mm-hmm. although one thing i did not realize is that carson kelly has mm-hmm. appeared in parts of six major league seasons already um wow he's got two years so wait is he not controllable left. no he is oh you got two years left of him mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I had it in my head that he had four. <laughs> yeah, same. But in 2018 through 20, 2016 through 2018, he only appeared mm. in uh, 53, uh, sorry, 63 games in those mm. three. So that's why he's basically been a full-time player for the last three years. Mm. And Marte has club options in 2023 and 2024 as well. So right. it's a uh, lot of control that you're, uh, you're still trading for there. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give this one, uh, it's certainly creative, so I'm not going to pan it. Um, I'm going to say like a 45. You are so, (laughs) you are such a jerk. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 46. (laughs) So yes, you are. Wow. Um, (laughs) Wow. Yes, I'm the jerk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's pro it's probably a 50 like i i like the the adding money element and all that stuff and obviously i like Kelly sure. and Marte, but uh 
yeah, just again, if you want those two guys, I just have a hard time imagining you're getting either or both of them without Julio, Kelnick, Gilbert, Kirby, one of those four. Mm. But who knows? Yeah. Arizona's really weird. They are really weird. They mm-hmm. are really weird. But uh yeah. Uh, thank you so much for sending all your trades, though. We uh, we really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun, and uh, you you guys came through with some pretty interesting ideas this week. So uh, that was uh, pretty cool, and uh, enjoyed all the emails that we got as well. And uh, if you want to send more trade ideas, you can do that at lockedonmariners at gmail dot com or at lo underscore mariners on Twitter. And uh, that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, for Colby Patnote, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making Lockdown Mariners your first listen of the day, every day. We'll be back on Monday with our weekly mailbag. So be sure to send us your questions on Twitter or by email. Again, that's LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. But in the meantime, make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free and available on all platforms, just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.